Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. song for some reason 1992 Alice when me and Jimmy me and my brother he was oh are you on do you have me off yeah no you're on me and my brother lived in a trailer park in Kentucky in Oak Grove Kentucky near Fort Campbell uh, in the middle of the night this song used to come on and because it's the radio in Kentucky used to at least then was terrible so I'd try to listen to AM, I'd get BZ a little bit, then I'd get some pastor, evangelical guy handling snakes, and then music would come in and out from all different states, all over the place. And this song just kept coming on. Meanwhile, I'm extremely alone in Kentucky. My brother's there. Romantically alone. No, yeah, this wasn't, I, this didn't make me have romantic thoughts, but it had me just like bittersweet thoughts, like where the hell am I? It's like 1 a.m. I'm in Kentucky, USA. I'm 19 years old. And it was just weirdly awkward, bittersweet. But I remember just he- always hearing that. Ooh, ooh. It's just one of those things that it'll always hit me. I'm sure you have the same thing. The songs that'll just always hit you. And it's just like totally bittersweet. And you know, that's part of my problem, Alice, is that I was a lonely guy a lot. I think I'm not talking about. No girlfriend. Of course, there was no girlfriend. But <laughs> you but, were lonely in that sense, but also in other senses. Yeah, I was just a, you know I had a lot of uh, fear of missing out loneliness, and as a like a high school kid, sometimes for a lot of my time, and mm-hmm. and just like well, everybody was out doing something, just stuck in like somewhere and hearing bittersweet songs, 
And the same thing happened in Kentucky, of course. At that point, like I'm out in the world as a legit person, supposedly in Kentucky to I had nothing better to do. I had been I had moved I moved to California right after high school and then just smoked a lot of weed and was supposed to learn acting. I took a big acting class and like this is how you get an agent, this is how you do headshots, whatever. Did nothing. Uh, anything for it because I'm me and I was me then too. Um so so um so anyway, so I don't know why I want to bring this up because it's a song, I guess. But um You are lonely. I was only I don't hear you very loud. Yeah, you have me turned down or something. Okay. You were loud before. All right. Um yes, well lonely especially it's it's one thing to be lonely at your house in Winchester, Massachusetts. Another thing to be lonely in where there's nothing going on. There was not in a mobile home park in Oak Grove, Kentucky. This was this was a pre- precipitous drop from my <laughs> My life, but you know, people move. You places. went from wealth adjacent to not wealth adjacent. Absolutely, absolutely. To but, poverty adjacent. Oh yeah, but it was fun, you know, living there because Jimmy's army buddies. Well, Jimmy was in the army, but they let him lift off because I had lived with him in the barracks. But then we, I got you evicted. got caught, <laughs> got evicted, right? Evicted. Turns out you're not supposed to have your brother crashing at the barracks with you when you're in the army. Right, a civilian. Right. So they, <laughs> they, so they uh, jettisoned us. Eventually, you know, I had to move back, but um, but we'd have all the army guys hang out, and they'd be so fun. They were all the the misfits. I mean, a lot of, just not all of the misfits. I shouldn't say that, but they were so funny. There was this guy named Tang, no Vang, um, who was um, God, I don't want to get it wrong, but he was an Asian guy, and he would go out partying every night, every night. Ken's only twenty one years old. Every night and every morning. He'd take physical training, PT, where Jimmy and all his 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 whole squad would have to jog and do push. I guess it was, at that point, they were done with basic. And every day, he would jog in the morning and just throw up all over the place Ugh. and go out and do it again at night. And, uh, yeah, no, no, but he was such a fun guy. And he had no, like, regrets. He, he was going out. He loved it. I, was there. I went, I snuck into clubs with those guys a couple times in the middle of, um, it was, um, what's the town? Clarksville, Tennessee. Um but he got a DUI. A couple of his the, the guys got a DUI. So I would just like, I brought them to court dates, et cetera, and they'd buy me breakfast. It was just a b- bunch of miscreants. And then the dudes, the dudes started smoking a lot of pot at the trailer. And so the trailer became like a pot haven for these guys who, you're not allowed to test positive. Of course. It's hot for pot in the army. So all these guys were on some kind of probation and it became a pot trailer. And it was just such a funny, interesting time and of course me and jimmy had no money even though you were in a trailer my the job i had was delivering pizzas and it was 250 an hour you wrote a famous song around that yes, time when I your believe. po can't go to the stove <laughs> that was literally that's how how uh, how creative i am i literally was too po to go to the stove <laughs> so we didn't have we would scrape you know in our cars and try to find coins or whatever and like it was we were so poor and then if we get jimmy got paid then we go get a bottle of jack daniels at the drive-thru liquor store where the guy wouldn't card me or i'd take jimmy's id just it was it was irresponsibility at its absolute peak, but a very good learning experience. Of course, you know that this, that, that turns it turned dark at one point, and then uh, then I had to go. But uh, what do you mean it turned dark? Well, you know that the, so the romantic interest in you is that what you're referring to? Yes, 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so, That's a really good story. Yeah. So Jimmy's that has uh, me like crying every time. Oh, oh my God. Oh, God, poor. That's a good one. It was a funny, it was a fun and interesting time. That's where uh, I worked at this pizza place for two fifty an hour. Sometimes I didn't get any tips. So it was two fifty an hour. It was remarkable. And um Well, minus like the gas and car depreciation, which I'm sure you weren't counting up so you could have been no. like losing money on some of the shifts oh i'm sure i was and i never like asked for anything free and you know i never asked for a raise but but it was fun because there i am in kentucky in my brother's little fuchsia um v- vw bug which is probably still rotting in some yes which is barn been, in vermont somewhere which is a, yes um so so anyway, so what my job was to deliver pizzas and subs, and sometimes the pizzas and sub deliveries would be 20 miles away. So I'd drive through tobacco fields, through backwood corn. <laughs> it was so fun. And I listened to Rush every day. I'm like, this is great. It was great, but we were so damn poor. It was, it was, it, it, we, that's actually, I don't want to say, you know, I'll say it. It's because who cares at this point. Me and Jimmy learned to not flush the toilet when not necessary. When there's anything solid and you had to, <laughs> to but, save on your water bill? Yeah, because we could barely, barely learn. And I still have to remind myself to do it. To do it. I untrained myself after 18 years I, because we were like, no, don't, flush it, don't do anything. <laughs> it was We were so poor. But he got his hands on some, some army food, MREs and, and, and tea rations, big, mm-hmm. which you could, oh, but but of course, that all tasted the same after a while. You could taste the preser- preser- preserves in there and it was oh, just awful. But... It is. It is. There's, and that's why you know I. Um, and that's why I say to I don't get it when people like young people are like um, I can't afford to move out of my house. Like yeah, you can. All you have to do is find a four walls, and there you go. And there's not some people might not have as low standards as you. I think That's back true. to some of your stories where you like didn't pay the electric bill and just lived mm-hmm. without electricity for like months. Oh yeah, I decided to fight the power. Yeah, my brother eventually like was staying with me and broke down. Or your down. bathroom situation in your Beacon Hill place when it flooded. No, weren't you uh, throwing stuff out the? Uh, oh, out the oh roof? yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that was a low, probably considered a low point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I had a, I rented a room at a place in on. My friend had the adjoining room. I rented a tiny room that was actually a closet. I rented a closet. They said, I said, can I rent that? And they're like, were you sure? I guess, okay, if you, I mean, here, here's a vacuum. You can clean it. I got to clean up a dead mouse and a syringe. Seriously. And I slept in this closet with a, it's like the size of this room, but with a slant like this and a hatch that went outside on Temple Street on Beacon Hill. And you went to the bathroom out the hatch. I went to the bathroom out the hatch. That's right. Because the otherwise the bathroom, otherwise the bathroom, there was one bathroom in that place. It was one floor down, frequently used by heroin addicts. So I was like, man, I'll just, but I mean, there would be. So that might for some people not be as amenable a situation as it was to you. And especially I think for, I think women don't want to live in a situation like that. So yeah. young women, I think have much more of an excuse to live with their parents. Yeah, I understand. For much longer I did have because, a girlfriend during that time. Though. Because girls have like slightly higher standards. Oh, that than was that, typically that was pretty low at that at that point. That was pretty pretty low. There's no doubt about that. But um, but yeah, I mean, the, obviously the the um, trailer was was ridiculous because it was it all there was a gas leak, so it always smelled like leaking gas constantly. We somehow one TV channel moved. What worked? The movie channel. Somebody had cable before us, so we just watched Robert Altman and the movie channel a hundred million times and whatever. 
whatever they had. Um, and we had a VCR. So like every time Jimmy got paid, we could rent something. But it was but the the insects there were huge. Everything was jumbo, jumbo roaches, jumbo um, these things that look like praying mantises. And they'd be in the bathroom. You'd turn the bathroom light on, and they'd like you could hear them clicking as they scampered Ooh. away. Oh well, it was incredible. The first like few days, I'm like, this is crazy. And after that, I just I was Live like, I'm, I'm I'm one of them. But, but like, hi Hal, how are you? Well, good time. How are you? Like, this big. It was like yeah. But anyway, that's uh, so that being that's the whole reason for that song. And I, I won't get into the the romantic incursion. That's a different uh, for another day. It's for a different yeah. It's, long story short, is that somebody in my brother's squad essentially, his wife fell for me, unbeknownst to me, because I was like, not southern trash upon immediate inspection. And I said like please and thank you, and she thought that was the most romantic thing she'd ever heard. I was at her. We were you were her- basically Mr. Darcy from Pride and Prejudice. I guess so. Oh, yeah. And she was like, oh, my goodness. Look at that. And he has teeth. And he's like, <laughs> anyway, it's a, that's a, hor- a horrible thing. All right. We've got a lot of work to do here, Alice. Where should we start? Uh, I have some Maggie sound I want. This is from a phone call from last Friday from Connecticut. For this. Well, let's start off, first okay. of all, Okay. by pointing out that the Burn Barrel store has new merchandise. Designed by Alice Shattuck. I am very impressed. I think it's beautiful. I am sick as a dog. Mm -hmm. I've been sick all weekend because my kids brought home some new cold thing that I have now because I get all the things because I have no immune system because I get like three hours of sleep a night and don't take care of myself at all. I put put in a solid 10. (laughs) And so now I am once again sick and... But I spent my day yesterday, instead of going anywhere, doing anything, designing new Burn Barrel merchandise that the people have demanded. And uh, we will soon be wearing some of it. And some of our listeners will soon be wearing some of it. It's very exciting. There's Step on Wife merchandise. Right, which is great. A graphics done by Alice Shattuck. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I hand drew the shoe, actually, and then scanned it. I love it. Uh, we have uh, Tough Going, Step on Wife Starts Laptop merchandise and that's from the graphic that a listener sent who was mm-hmm. that you remember that is uh brian from maine sent that okay uh and that's that, kind of a deep cut but it was it's kind of it's awesome that's that a he good did one though that's a yeah. good one we that's a tribute to brian for sure uh then uh what else do we have oh yeah the connecticut dems Oh, yeah, that's right. The Connecticut that's Dems, right. the child-torturing Democrats. We have uh, designed some new merchandise, pro bono for the Connecticut Democrats. So you Well, could... it's not pro bono to purchase it. No, no, no. But right. I'm saying... I see it's, what you're saying, yes. We, helpfully, for the Connecticut right. Democrats, have uh, designed them some new merchandise. Right. So that you can... And that's come... a little inside baseball for you Connecticut people that, um, that, uh, that I hope you'll like. It's pretty cool. And I do think that if I were them, I'd be like, this. I don't like being made fun of like this. It's, it's pretty cool. As we know, that the, the Connecticut Democrats are the child-torturing Democrats, and so that is what the new CT Dems means. Mm-hmm. You can even, if you send your kids to school in Connecticut, and yes. they're being forced to wear masks, you can buy them a little mask that says child-torturing Democrats on it. So oh, please. You I can love it. send your kids to school in that if you feel so inclined. So yeah, if you go to burnbarrelpodcast.com, there's a link there that says shop, and you can click that, and you'll get to everything. What there. else is there? Um, so there is the Give Me Your Napoleon shirt, which we've gotten questions on. <sighs> It's an important story. So should we do some business first or should we get right to that? Well, let's get to that. The okay. People want to know. I've been getting asked on okay. Twitter about this. All right. So, Alice, why don't you start? This is this is 
so you guys need to understand something. And, and a couple of you know this story because I've told you in person. Like Phil Barr, who listens, and maybe Celine, and I think has Phil Barr been on this podcast? I think he has with you did, at one point Phil at the me? beginning of the show. I think he did last year. Was he? Oh, he may have potentially what been on with you about? at one point. I don't remember, but I think he was. He's been on with you. Oh, I know he was on. Uh, Should have done more reading. Your yeah, former yeah, podcast, yes. So, uh, so yes. So he is. So he knows the truth, and a few people know the truth about what this means. But it is. I will put it like this, that this was my finest hour. This is probably something that I came up with in maybe 2014, 15, or 15, probably no Ooh, later than that. I don't know. 13. I think earlier than that. Okay. I think, I think we just had Sally at the time when okay, that happened. Okay, so maybe 2011. So that would have to be before, between like 2011 and 2013 at some point, like 2011, 2012 in there, probably. But this is my finest... But you have to understand that this okay. uh, there's a history here mm-hmm. of Tom badgering me at Dunkin' Donuts stores. Or anywhere, for instance. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. not afraid to badger me in any yeah. context, really, right. really. I okay. mean, like, yeah, I do Go get yelled tell, at a lot. But tell the story. I mean, early in our relationship, like very early on, not quite first date level, but I would say this was like in the first few months of us dating, certainly. There was a time when you always made me go into the store to get the stuff. First Naturally. of all, if it wasn't a drive through, I was forced to uh, go in and get the stuff, right? You were young and spry and you knew how to speak the language. Right. And then I would stick it to you by ordering food for myself. So I had to wait and it right. took a long time. Which is because you were a half-assed donuts <laughs> order before you were a half-assed packier. Right. But y- when I get called a half-assed Dunkin' Donuts orderer or whatever else, you have to understand that Tom can sometimes be a little bit inscrutable. And, I don't even know what that and means. And difficult. And I don't believe that's true. You but- don't always explain what your things mean. You have a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And you say them, and you don't always explain what they mean. And that can be difficult for somebody just arriving in it, like when right. I was new to our relationship. So early on, we stopped at a Dunkin' Donuts, probably like before work or whatever, to get our Dunkin' Donuts coffees, because we used to like drive to work. You would like drop me off wherever. I think my ca- we didn't have a parking spot right. for my car, so you would drop me off in my car and then go to work. And we would, you would get your coffee, and one morning you asked me to get you an iced fee. Mm-hmm. So I went in like a normal person would do. And I got me my normal coffee that I get myself. And I got you an iced tea. Right. Which is, of course. Which is something Dunkin' Donuts sells. Because I didn't ask for I, an iced tea. And then when I got back to the car, you were like, what is this? And I was like. What do you mean? Can't you believe asked I, for an I, 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 Why would I ever, in a million years, want this? Well, I would never right. want an iced tea. What are you talking exactly. about? What is exactly. this? Who would get me right. this? What would you? And then you actually liked it, of course. Well, yeah. You're After no, but I like why would it. why would I ever be getting an iced tea? Well, ever? I don't know. Ever you if asked I, me ca- for an iced coffee. tea? What am I supposed? Alice, to- coffee is about caffeine. It's about the okay, drug. Tea also has caffeine. It in does. It. Yes. Oh. It does, in fact. No, but it's not like coffee. And I usually usually get it. Okay. So it turns out what he meant was an iced coffee. Right, of course. But you like to only say the ending part of the word, so it turned into iced fee. It's efficiency of words. So I've, and I'm not the only one who does this, but efficiency of words. So I've kind of made up a lot of my own academy, my uh, um, vocabulary. 
Right. But when you say ice fee quickly to somebody who doesn't know that ice fee means iced coffee, it can sound like iced tea because it doesn't sound like any other English word. But I would never order an iced tea because what are we doing? Well, I didn't know you that well to know that. So, 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 like for in other words, there's the, the, what's a Monica? If we're driving in a car, what's a Monica? A Monica Slowinski? Exactly. So somebody's slow. Okay. So that's just, you know, using code words, quicker code words to, to talk about things. And, um, you know, like a CPB. What's a CPB? Couple of bears. Right. CPB. That's good. That's a good one there because most people, if you want to, you're encrypting it a little bit because most people assume that the P is doing something else. <laughs> Couple of bears. Right. Exactly. And I, You also, the- like, answer the phone with ITD. Right, Which exactly. people don't know what that is. Right. Like, you have a lot of things. ITD is I'm the dog, as in the dog, as in El Perro, just a nickname I gave myself some years back. And and it kind of stuck with some friends of ours. Who some When I was back at a single guy, I, uh, I I nabbed some dudes stealing booze from in a party. And they're like, you're the dog. I think they said that. Or maybe. You were calling yourself the dog and people made fun of you. Yeah, and yeah. then they latched onto it because you caught the people stealing or whatever. Right, exactly. So. But then, like, but your things, like, also evolve, so you have to keep up with the... Gotta keep up. Knowing Tom is, like, you know how when you are online a lot and there's, like, memes and in-jokes and things? I mean, like, a lot of you guys know this because, like, a lot of you are, like, Mina fans, right? And, like, you listen to... So there's, like, all this in-stuff. So if you, like, fall behind on the stuff, then you, like, can't keep up with anything anymore. And knowing Tom is like that, like, in and of itself. Because then you're the dog. You're El Perro, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're Perito. Mm -hmm. And then you're Perito the Mosquito. (laughs) And then you're just Skeetsies for the Mosquito. (laughs) So, like, these things, like, they just move along without you. It's like you're the monger, right? Right. I'm the monger. Because do you know do you know this why this because I'm the fishmonger and why are you the fishmonger? Um, I forget why I'm the because you're Al Liss, Liss, Listo Fisher, who was a, a news guy Fisher. I worked with, and then so, I'm just the fish, right? And then I'm the fishmonger, and right. then I'm just monger, exactly, right? And so now you're also yeah, so now you're also Dorothea Shea. Just, <laughs> why am I Dorothea? That I'm not sure. Oh no, um, Shea, you're Shea for some reason. I don't remember, but anyway, people get it. So. And, I, you know, it's a good way to... Who is this when that's at home? Oh, Cyril Shattuck. I can't talk right now, buddy. So, anyway, so that so there, that's so that's kind of like... Uh, and Hilary Chabot used to talk about this, and it's... Uh, there's a movie, apparently, where, they, they, where people did this. It's a bunch of English people would have something and come up with an evolution of a word. To I mean, you know, a lot of people say za for pizza. That kind of thing. So, it's, you know, you get it, okay? I'm not right. trying to screw around or whatever. It's just... My but own you mind have a gets, lot of those. Right, but my own mind lot. gets bored by the normal thing, so why not make it interesting? So there you go. <laughs> Imagine what you could use that energy for. <laughs> I know. You could be like curing cancer or something, but instead you're just like well, here's the problem. insane things. Not only that, that Alice. Yeah. Not only that, but I because I have, everything has a crazy nickname, I can't find a lot of stuff. <laughs> so my friend Gray Lane in my phone is Stokey from Muskogee. Right. And his wife, who's named Kayla... In my phone is wife of man who raised fists at me. It doesn't mean anything. LSAO Cruz, our friend, is mm-hmm. the deeds. LSAO, right. uh, LSAO Eddie, Eddie. D 
deeds. I don't know where it came. It's too old, you know. <laughs> you don't even. So know some people what are like, I, I don't see. I have no idea how to search for them because, like, what was I thinking at that time? <laughs> I'm not trying to say it's cool or really impressive, but it's just it's something I'm doing. Well, also, do. you open yourself up to misunderstandings. Like when you ask somebody to get you a nice fee and they don't know, mm-hmm. and they mishear you and think you say iced tea, and then things happen to you, and then well, you're then you, mad. Then you adjusted. Then, then you adjusted, <laughs> and now you know. But then you're mad because yeah. people don't understand you. But it's because. Can you imagine there's somebody listening to this still right now instead of watching the Super Bowl? They must. They're, they're, they're not the listening to this regret. instead of watching the Super Bowl. They'll the listen to regret. it after. They're not going to watch this stuff. Which after. brings us to now my finest hour. Right. But I want to tell you guys something before I say this. He doesn't feel that you're ready for this, honestly. I don't think you're ready because this changes everything. This is so good. And so. He almost didn't want to make the shirt because he didn't want right. to have to explain it to people. Right. Do we, should we give away the secret? I'm afraid a lot of people aren't going to, it's. The give me your Napoleon People secret? don't ha- understand. People will, this is, as soon as they hear this, Alice, they will be in possession of something more powerful than they ever have, oratorically. Is that, is that oratorically? Rhetorically? Re- no, oratorically. Speaking wise, people, once you have this. Then it's like I can I consider it like Bilbo's ring, the magic ring. This is a power that you're going to have. This is going to change everything. You're going to, if you use this like I use this, you're going to change the level of thinking. That you're going to stretch the consciousness of somebody if you use it on them. And I can't I can't guarantee that that's going to manifest itself in a safe behavior. I I don't know. Yeah, if you go around asking for people's Napoleon, right? Then. You don't know what could come from that. So tell the story, Alice. Really? You want me to tell Jerry, the story? Oh, should we not? Oh, God. We I... have to. We can't say it now. Okay. This is just well, between us and you guys. So, right. So Jerry we... Jingle Highway. Cut to Jerry Jingle Highway. <laughs> Establishing This is the Jerry shot. Jingle Park, which my understanding is this is supposedly a state park of Massachusetts mm-hmm. that's next to the worst Dunkin' Donuts in the state. Correct. But it's also next to a bar, and supposedly I have heard tell that the reason it is the Jerry Jingle State Park is that uh, there was a gentleman who had who liked to frequent that bar who had one of the hack jobs of hack jobs in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. which is at the uh, Department of Recreation in Massachusetts, which right. is which like back the big then place. Been the, um, which would have been the, um, crap, what did the DCR used to be? It used to be the Metropolitan Cops, Metropolitan um, MDC, right. Metropolitan but, District. So anyway, he wanted to be a ballpark there, and he okay. And he it's a good job, Alice, throwing a curveball because right? that says nothing to do with this. But anyway, so anyway, next to the Jerry Jingle Park is the worst Dunkin' Donuts in Massachusetts. They always mess up your order, and we they not only mess up, but we'll argue with you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you said blueberry muffin, and it's like no, I said. <laughs> Um, a croissant, a, a, a hot coffee. I'm like, no, I'm yeah. pretty sure you said maybe they've gotten better. Okay, maybe they have. I don't know. Well, at the time when we lived in Melrose, it was the worst Dunkin' Donuts in Massachusetts. We went there. We got uh, there was like some new Dunkin' Donuts drink at the time that mm-hmm. was like syrupy and had a bunch of stuff in it. A bunch of stuff like chocolate syrup. Like, all yeah, over I think the it was bottom. like a chocolate mint one, maybe or something. Anyway, so we ordered a couple of these new like cold Dunkin' Donuts drinks. Right. Delicious. For us to try. They were delicious. The candy. They tasted We beautiful. brought both. You were drinking yours. I was drinking mine. We were driving away. Mm. Everything was great. We were driving down the street. Mm-hmm. Tom turns to me and goes, 
give me your Napoleon. <laughs> now, I don't know, like, how a person's supposed to handle these things <laughs> normally. <laughs> I mean, we went back and forth for a few minutes, so I was like, excuse me? <laughs> At which time, you ripped my coffee drink out of my hand, proceeded to shove the straw as far into the drink as you could and drink all the syrupy stuff from yes. the bottom of the drink. All the, like, good sugary <laughs> stuff. In case you're wondering why Tom looks like he does, there what? you go. Hey, what just happened? So, he drinks all that, and I'm still, like, in shock that this is even happening to me right now, that someone would steal my drink and, like, drink it. And he still has his whole coffee drink, but he just wants, like, all yep. the sugary sediment stuff from all the bottom of mine. At the bottom. Right? Yep. Yeah. So I'm still going, like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I took your Napoleon. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> you want a Napoleon? Like, what are you even saying? And he goes, your Napoleon bottom part. I took your Napoleon bottom part. So so there you go. Now you know. Now you know. It's a triple, quadruple reverse, double sow cow bank shot. So use it if you want to use it. But remember, the moment you use it, with somebody, one, if you make a demand, <laughs> it, it may fracture the friendship or the whatever relationship anyway. But once they find out what you meant, <laughs> they'll never quite be able to feel that they have a an, an accurate reckoning of where your mind is at any given moment. <clears throat> it's also... Right. It's like seeing supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Right. It's, it's my okay. finest hour. I can't... I've never thought of anything better. I tried recently, though. Um, and it's also, like, in a Lewis Carroll and... Who's the guy with the raven? <clears throat> Van Gogh? No. Edgar Allan Poe. Right. It's the ravings of a madman as well. But it does concatenate. It does scan, does it not? Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's give me your Napoleon. So now we're going to... Tom and I it. both are going to have t-shirts that say that very soon. Right. So you're going to be, at some point, you guys listening, you will be next to somebody whose drink you can clearly see... Has a Napoleon. Has a sediment, a delicious <laughs> sediment at the bottom where all of the precious has fallen to or has settled there. Even as a kid, it happens with like chocolate <clears throat> milk, all sure. kinds of good drinks. Right. Exactly. All right, shall we start the show? <laughs> we can move on to the actual news now. All right. uh, do we want to go to the news, or do we want to go to... Uh, you know what? Let me go to just something that um, Bill Maher, once again, has been right on about everything. Uh-huh. And he just, during his show this weekend... By the way, uh, do we love... Is there something about Marianne Williamson that we love? I mean, you do, but is right. that normal? I, I don't know. I don't know either, but I can tell you what... The way her mind works, she would not understand... Napoleon bottom part. She's on her own planet. Anyway. But anyway, Bill Maher just, uh, he, he slams Trudeau. He's, he comes out and just listen to this. I couldn't find the Trudeau audio, but Maher is reading part of a Trudeau. Um, I sent you some Trudeau audio. Did you, not, address. Did you have that? I'm, I'm not sure. He started to read what he, he said. This is a couple of weeks ago. He was, or maybe this is September, but he was talking about people who are not vaccinated. He said they don't believe in science. They're often misogynistic, often racist. No, they're Ooh, not. That was not that, smart of him at all. Right. He said, but they take up space. Mm. And with that? that, we have to make a choice in terms of a leader as a country. Do we tolerate these people? It's like, tolerate? Now you do that's, sound like no, Hitler. That's, mm -hmm. that, that was uh, and recently he talked about the, 
holding holding unacceptable views. Wow. This, I'm yeah. surprised to hear that Trudeau said those things. You didn't see the blackface? I mean, he... <laughs> he's, uh, no, I'm kidding about it. I'm, I'm not... I mean, that was not a good look for him. But, uh, I I mean, come on. I mean, that's, I think, what gets under people's skin. So it is shocking. Can you imagine that? The Occupy space? God, what an elitist prick Trudeau is. It's remarkable. Go find the audio I sent you of him. In our chat, there's audio of Trudeau speaking to the truckers just recently, the last couple days, I think. I don't know exactly when it was. Trudeau had deployed snipers against peaceful protests? That's a thing, but I send you a video of Trudeau talking that I played for you downstairs, too, and you said, send me that, and I sent it to you. (coughs) It's a Cernovich tweet that I sent you from two days ago. That says the Cernovich tweet says he's um, breaking. I sent it to you this morning at 10.01 a.m. Sent. Checkmark. Meaning you've seen it. So it's February 13th. Yeah. It tells you whether or not I've seen something? Yeah, there's a checkmark that appears. Really? Can you keep up with social media? No, that's crazy to know, dude. Go into our chat. I'm in our chat. Okay. This morning. The Telegraph, Tracy Hogg. At 10.01 a.m. It's before that. Sure, you're not patronizing me. <laughs> Sometimes I think it's so, Trump, Charles C. W. Cook, RCP video. Yep, keep going. Joe Pilot. Yep. Then you sent me the men losing. Then the Dan the Rock getting the, kicked off American Airlines. Yep, keep going. NBA star. No, Noam Scheiber, which we'll be mm-hmm. back to. Eric Weinstein. Uh, and then there we go. There's Trudeau. Eric Trump. I mean, uh, and then and then I have Brian Casey. Nope, you're past it. No, I'm not past it. Eric Trump. Tom Shattuck's burn barrel are clothes. James came to complain. What are you talking? No, go back down. You passed Trudeau. Sometimes I think that this is really my show and you're just my very bad producer. Can we? Today at 11.56. Noam Scheiber, right? No, okay. Noam Scheiber. Two messages before that. Okay. Did you find it? Okay. So I'm going to go from Noam Scheiber. I go up. Yep, there's an Eric Weinstein tweet. No, the first thing I see is a message from you about James. Okay. Then I see the burn barrel. Well, you're missing stuff. You deleted something. I I don't even know how to delete anything. I'm sending this back to you again. You didn't send it to me. Um, It's right here in the chat. It's right. I'm looking at it. 10.01 a.m. Scene. Here you go. Okay, so let me go. ahead. Sometimes I really think that... Hold on. Here we go. Okay. If you joined the protests because you're tired of COVID... You now need to understand that you are breaking laws. The consequences are becoming more and more severe. You don't want to end up losing your license. This little piece of crap, dandy, frigging pansy, how dare he? How dare he? So the thing is, anyway, by the way, that they're going to lose their jobs anyway for not getting vaxxed. Right, that's their point, you right. moron. Right, him saying you're upset about COVID. How oh, freaking condescending! I want to ring. You're his- not upset about COVID, you jerk. They're right. upset about you. Right. End up with a criminal record, which will impact your job, your livelihood. This is what a GD tyrant sounds like. Absolutely. Of course. Even your ability to travel internationally, including to the U.S. We've heard your frustration with COVID. With the measures that are there to keep people safe. With the measures that are there to keep <laughs> This guy is a freaking a nut. We've heard you. 
it's time to go home now. If you- there is officially no reason for them to be demanding these people get vaxxed at this point. There's none at all. Right. The There's vaccine- no reason at all. And the vaccine didn't work against the last strain and leave them the hell alone. Right. There's no reason. Everybody else can get vaxxed. So the vaccines worked and they're fine, right? Unless they don't work. But there's no reason. Well, this guy now, this it- is purely now about making somebody bend to power. That's it. To break them. To break them. And show you. We're big. We're the government. You're a stupid, uneducated guy who drives a big rig. You need to learn your place. It is dangerous stuff. I hope these dudes never stop. I don't, I'm not for, if believe me, if they blocked out the streets that I was on today, I would not be pleased. <laughs> but this guy, as far as I'm concerned, this guy is such an arrogant prick and people like him as well. And the, the way the media is treating these truckers like third class citizens. Oh, yeah. The narrative is already that they're like Nazi, Confederate, fascist crazy people who are white supremacists they're just freaking truckers i mean like i don't know i'll be the first to tell you if i see stuff coming out of the trucking protest that looks bad like uh, that i don't agree with it right like i said it on january 6th i'll say it to you now like if i think people cross the line i'll tell you that i don't like it right but like i haven't seen anything yet aside from the blocking roads thing which is like yeah, I'm not big into blocking roads, but the left has created new rules, right? Like they've said blocking roads is how you get things done in this country, right? Or in anywhere, right? Yeah, like absolutely. the protests are designed to make you uncomfortable. They have to stop you from getting to the hospital with you. Whatever, right? And like now Trudeau's going out here, he's saying this stuff. He's saying he also blamed America mm-hmm. this weekend. He said like oh For like, tying up the nine one one lines. Yeah, he said, like, this is all coming out of, like, Americans. This is all, like, Americans are driving this and, like, all the options are on the table. Like, I friggin' dare you, Justin. Sorry. Like, first of all, how can world leaders be named Justin? Because that sounds like people my age. You know what I mean? Well, he's young. How old is he? Must be around my age, I guess. I don't know, but it scares me to think that people my age can be running countries. Like it honestly does. I don't want. I don't want anyone I went to high school with in charge of a country. And Justin sounds like somebody I could have gone to high school with. So it concerns me that he's named Justin. All you Justins out there, I love you, but I just. I'm concerned about anybody who sounds like they're my age being in charge of anything because we're all stupid. I'm sorry. We are. Well, yeah, and he, of course he is. He's just (laughs) wild-eyed, progressive, Marxist, wannabe, a-hole, a spoiled rich kid, and totally looks down on people. But, like, I hope we go to war with Canada. How fun would that be? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, like, not really, obviously, but, like, like... It's crazy times when he's like, all the options what are he on the do table. Is he should this relent is coming out of America. He should relent immediately. Just get rid of the vaccines. Right. Exactly. Stupid and stuff. Like he, like, my, my feeling is this, is that Why do you, you know, as soon as we get rid of the vaccine so manda- mandate, then we can go back to normal. That's right. it. Use Trudeau's own crap against him. What an a-hole. He was happy to use government to ratchet up restrictions and destroy lives livelihoods. Yeah. Screw him. Man. Everybody who wants a stupid vaccine can get the vaccine. It reduces your chances of dying. Great. It doesn't reduce your chances of catching or spreading Omicron, that's for sure. And probably any new strains, it won't either. So, like, what are we doing right now? This is ridiculous. And you see stories. Like, you see people 
Somebody was tweeting this weekend about how they couldn't go into some restaurant in New York. They wouldn't let them in because they only had the J&J vaccine. And the person was like, no, sorry, like, we can't let you in if you just have the J&J vaccine. It's not enough. Like, calm down. Like, get all the shots you want. Go for it. Yeah. Get seven. I don't care. Have fun. But... There's no rhyme or reason to any of this. It doesn't stop you from transmitting it. So that like gets rid of the whole justification for all the mandate stuff. There's no point to it. <coughs> all right. Hey, let's do Maggie here. And then for the Patreon folks, we'll get into the CNN column. How about that? Okay. Okay. So I had a caller Maggie. And we have to talk Durham. So that can be for Patreon Okay, too. good. Because I need to know more about that. Okay. Which is actually a bigger conversation because... They seem to be hitting pay dirt here, which is... Yes and no, but we'll get okay. to that in the Patreon okay. show. Okay. Um, okay. I'll just say this, because I just want these everybody to know. If what we we're seeing so far is true, which is kind of what we always <laughs> thought, that they were surveilling uh, Trump mm-hmm. and even President Trump, uh, the uh, Perkins Coie, Clinton's lawyer fixers, etc., um, then... My cha- my my problem for me, and this has to do with my WTIC audience as well, and just other friends of mine, et cetera, mm-hmm. I can't wholly condemn. Like any conspiracy In a, in a bucket, uh, in isolation, all of January 6th, if this stuff is true. Just in isolation. I it, It's tough to do it because... If this is true, and we find the receipts, as they say, and shows uh-huh. that, that she and the Dems are tampering, well, then that's an insurrection, too. Right. And that's a coup, too. And that's an attempt to take down a uh, a, a legally uh, voted and elected president. And it damaged the... Con- and so these people saying to me, well, Jan- Trump has his own January 6th committee, and he's got all this stuff, and et cetera. And I thought January 6th was terrible. But it, yeah, speaking it, of receipts, you can go back and look. Neither of us was a fan of January sixth, and we right. took a lot of heat for for it from people that we like that right. yelled at us a lot, like because we weren't fans of it. Right. So, but but that said, now this would have to be an asterisk on January sixth. Of course. How the hell could these people? You've pushed these people and stepped on them and called them racists and called them conspiracy theories. There is this and that. For so long, so I mean, it's a trucker thing again, and every everybody was in the collusion between the media and politicians, etc. That it's damn hard to blame people if they feel like their democracy was being stolen from them because it was. Well, of course, and like you and I both believe and acknowledge that Democrats routinely cheat in elections. Sure, of course, particularly these like big union town areas yeah. like in the midwest and pennsylvania and stuff right? well in, like, in in the cities for uh municipal elections from democrats right. You know, to, right no they do it i mean like we know democrats cheat in elections like we know they cheated to get jfk in too mm-hmm. and everything like this is like a known thing this isn't something made up that they cheat like and both you and i are kind of of the opinion i believe that like they cheat in elections and so you have to just like do better than yeah. You have to beat the margin of the cheating because that's just how they operate. And Absolutely. like it's a it's a reality that we have to live with. But like we have to move on with our lives and we can't like relitigate every second because we can't. Right. Right. But, you know, uh, but yeah, like and the Clintons are 
shady. Shady. But that's a that's a teaser for the Patreon show, I guess. We'll right. get into the Durham thing and the did filing we play, and what it means. Did we play Carol Adams on this show? The meat eating? We must have. Yes, we okay. did. We did. So, so on my Friday show, I played some of this and just equated this woman. I believe we should move beyond all meat. The assumption that the best protein comes from corpses is a racist belief. How do you know the animal would have picked you to feed off their corpse? It gets worse. And then I also played this guy, this mayor in Ohio. Additionally, if you open this up to ice fishing, while on the surface it sounds good, then what happens next year? Does someone come back and say, I want an ice shanty on Hudson mm. Springs Park for X amount of time? And if you then allow ice fishing with shanties, then that leads to another problem. Prostitution, and now you got the police chief and the police department involved. Okay, so the uh, he's obviously a psychotic, and that's fine. He knows prostitution can happen in like other buildings too, uh, right. right? No okay. ice shanties, only ice shanties. It's the smell of bait. <laughs> the, the people love. Um, so, so, so Nothing anyway, I played this stuff romantic. on air, and I thought of, mm-hmm. I tied it with the Connecticut Democrats who were also like ice, like ice shanties lead to prostitution is. Is the same as you know, kids' masks lead to ameliorating uh, COVID risks. It just was it didn't make any sense. Whatever. So anyway, a, a woman called named Maggie, and she couldn't bear to hear any more of this insanity because she's got her own challenges at home, like everybody does. And she was just like, I, I can't, I can't do it. What did I do? Okay, here we go. So here's Maggie. Here's here's her initial complaint. I have three children. One. Um, who is in a biracial relationship, mm-hmm. absolutely love the person. I have another child whose gender is um, bina- non-binary. Mm-hmm. They go by they, them. Engaged, absolutely love them. And I have a youngest who's a devout Catholic. So let's just unravel everything that she said and find out where I find this offensive on every single level. Not to mention, I'm a type 2 diabetic, so I need meat. I can't plow down sugar yeah. and cake and candies and cookies and pasta and just vegetables because it will kill me. Mm-hmm. So I find the entire thing incredibly Maggie, Maggie, I believe that she'd call you a white supremacist bedic. Don't be overwhelmed with... Uh, Your great lines. It's not... Up there with Napoleon. No, nothing that. is. Okay. okay. So anyway, so then, so then, uh, Maggie, he was really a reasonable caller. She's just angry at people being insane, <coughs> etc. But then, since I had her on the line, I had mm-hmm. a, a chance to talk to a woman who has a non-binary kid, right? Which put me in an interesting position because she's using this jargon that I don't accept, and I think is is airing. Un, it's unscientific and it's not true. Fundamentals of it aren't true. But that said, she was such a sweet and well-intentioned caller that I wanted to indulge in what she wanted to because she showed me uh, respect and I wanted to show it back to her. Well, it's always interesting to talk to people. You always find out more yeah. by listening to people. And like, yeah. I, on this podcast, because I consider this, like, our space where we just say, like, what we think about stuff, right? Like, I'll say what I think about stuff. But do, I mean, I have a ton of friends who say the wokest, craziest stuff, like, from my high school and my college on all their social media feeds. And I don't, like, 
go start trouble in all their posts. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I just absorb because you learn stuff if you listen to people who you don't agree with. Right. right. Like, so it's cool to do that, too. You know, you don't always have to, like, go all out. Right. With every, but but, but like, for, for me, it put me in a new situation because mm-hmm. I'm now somebody who's railed against the craziness of all this this new trans jargon and all these 18 diff- thousand different uh, genders you can be, et cetera. Right. So I'm having to now have a conversation where my audience is listening. I talk tough on this stuff all the time. Yeah, so you have to prove that you're, you you mean it. I'm right. At the same <laughs> time, I'm truly interested in getting her experience, which put me in a new position, which I f- was pleased to be in. Right. It's like, it's weird. And maybe it'll hurt my credibility. Maybe it'll help my credibility. Uh, who knows? But that's kind of cool, right? So here's... Uh, after Maggie, we move on. We get back to that issue. Hey, uh, you know what, Maggie? At some point, I'd like to talk to you about your um, non-binary um, child and just how that came about and how what the experience was like for you as a parent. Um, um you know, uh, at some point, it happens now because she gets right into it. One comment that I had made to them and just said, "I I wish you'd have involved us on the journey," mm-hmm. um, because it was just kind of you know, told to us one day, by the way, I'd like my name to be this and I'd like my pronouns to be this. And we're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So we, we were playing catch up and and I don't say this because, you know, yay, I'm the Kool-Aid mom. It, it, truly, every possible walk of life was welcome in my house and was there all the time. Yeah. So there was never an environment where they couldn't have felt that they would have said something. Yeah. Um, so no, that's, again, she's saying they about her biological daughter. Right. And I'm letting it go. Yeah. I mean, like, what? The, you don't find stuff out if you don't listen to people. Though, right. You know, that was the only thing that I, I would really recommend to everyone. You know, if and I, I truly had no inkling because. I truly didn't have any inkling. Um, and uh, it just was overnight um, that we was were talked to about it. And it was like, oh, okay. And I'm game. I'm fully accepting of whatever, because bottom line, it's your child, and you'll love them no matter what. You know, that's just the bottom line. And I think that's the thing that they were most surprised about. Oh, you're okay with this? And I said, well, it's it's different and contrary to what I mm-hmm. personally do, but it's your journey. So just know that we're here to support you, and it's going to be probably a tough road, but we will be here to support you no matter what. And then when they found a, a partner, yay. And when they got engaged, hooray. Having someone to care for and to love you is paramount, and to have family to support you is paramount. And- so why all this angst? Like, I don't know. You know, I don't think I don't think kids know until their parents. I don't think they understand that the number one thing that concerns us is if they're unhappy or hurting, hurting inside. It's a night. So anyway, uh, I I found what she said right there Mm -hmm. to be unimpeachable. Her priority when her kid, and by the way, the the kid is. uh, like uh, twenty one now, so okay. so the, it is. The, we're not dealing with a fourteen year old or whatever. But, but do you think it honestly helps somebody who's hurting psychologically? And obviously, as a parent, you never want their kid, your kid, to be hurting psychologically. But do you think right. it honestly helps them to tell them that they're no gender and they can be called they? 
I don't know. But I, mean, I know. I don't know uh, either. Uh, yeah. But I but I, but, I, I, but I understand what she's saying is that her job as a mother is for first in to be totally and completely supportive and make her daughter who had trepidations, etc., feel loved and that okay. her, her was her undying love of a mother. In that I I I understand it's not scientific. And right. It, but I also think that there is an instinct as a parent that you have to fight a little bit, which is like you do always want to give your kid what they're asking you for. But like we have a kid downstairs who would eat 75 ringdings every day if you would bring them to him. Mm-hmm. He cried this morning. He, you got ringdings for them. They had never mm-hmm. had them because that's not something I would buy. But They're you very bought impressed. Them well, my ring-dings. grandfather liked them. So. You bought them ringdings the day, yesterday or whatever, right? Our kid woke up this morning and cried because the ringdings were gone, and then you went to the store and got them more ringdings, and mm-hmm. approximately 46 seconds after you walked through the door with the new box of probably 12 ringdings, the ringdings were gone. Right. Right? Like, and I kind of think that stuff like this is, like, keep giving your kid the ringdings because they keep wanting them, right? Like, there's times when you as a parent, because you know more and you're an adult, like, and I understand this kid's 21, I guess, so, but, you know, there's only so much you can do at that point. But, like, there also comes a point where you're, like, giving somebody what they want, but it's not actually good for them. But remember, her daughter, it didn't come out as trans. Yeah. She came out as non-binary. And B is trans. Because you it weren't is? assigned non-binary at birth. Oh, okay. And all the daughter may also be marrying it falls a, under the trans a, umbrella. a biological man. Okay. So this may be it a may flight be a of phase. fancy. Right. 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 But I do... And so, I mean, obviously you have to figure out how you deal with that, particularly if it's an adult child that you don't, like, have... I mean, like, you don't... If you want to see your kid, sometimes you're, like, a hostage once you have an adult child to like what they want to be called or do or whatever and so you indulge stuff because you want to see your kid right and you hope that it's a phase or whatever right but there are also times when you as an adult know stuff that like your teenager doesn't know or like your child Mm -hmm. child doesn't know I mean like we know we know people who have like non-binary eight-year-olds right like and I Put that in the ringdings category. Like, your eight-year-old doesn't know what being non-binary is. I do think that the difference really is for the, an adult versus not. It's like, if you want to go decide that you're a lesbian or gay or non-binary... You or... don't think lesbian or gay is different than non-binary? Uh, and I say this well, as, no, like, I think a Christian it's, I think, I think person it's who doesn't endorse, I'm... like, any alternate lifestyles, really. But, like, whatever. I mean, like, you're an adult, so... If you don't follow my religion, you don't follow Alice, my religion. But, but like non-binary is like made up fantasy world. I think it's I, I think it's it's different. Yes, obviously. But it's like really as far as, far as there are adult who concerns a part of their life that doesn't really other than getting yelled at for not calling him they, which that's where I asked her if her husband like would have a problem with that because I would. And she said no her husband didn't. He was like he's they're they're like the sweetest parents in the world, apparently. So but that's that's. I'm where sure that is. they're very nice. I don't know where I would fall if it happened to me. I honestly don't know. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We appreciate it so much. We are going to get to more stuff on the Patreon segment. So if you're with us on Patreon, head over there. That's patreon.com slash burnbarrel. 
always for free you can find us on twitter at burn barrel pod like i said burn barrel podcast.com you can use that shop link if you need to get like if you're a step-on wife or if you have a step-on wife then you can get that shirt napoleon uh get the napoleon shirt i guess whatever you think thank you so much hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.